When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code POD to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code POD at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code POD. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mike check one two. <clears throat> Mike check one two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Host came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot the press. Good morning, Chloe. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. I've been up since 5 a.m. I was drinking last night and I had one of those like anxiety wake-ups where you're like, why am I worse? Your body is like you because you drink a lot of alcohol and I don't know what yeah. we're doing. Um but yeah, I see you got your hint again. And as I've been editing these videos, um, I need to make a little compilation. Of- <laughs> You've been drinking hint literally every time. And I think we need to make a compilation and send it to them and just say, please uh, sponsor me. I'm still on my um, spin drift. And yeah, I know. it's funny because Nikki Glazer had this joke. I think she was just like on Instagram live, but she's like, she used to like drink a lot and she doesn't really drink anymore. And she's like, all the former alcoholics drink seltzer water as like a coping mechanism. (laughs) So what's going on? I had to film a funny audition the other day where I was a, um, I guess it's like a counselor, a park ranger at a dinosaur reserve. Um, It's like for a kid's show. So it was ridiculous because we had just gotten done taping our episode of the podcast where, you know, we're talking about dating and everything. And then I immediately like switch hats into doing a dino HQ. And it's really funny because I think I've really like somehow fell into this branding of being like a perky camp counselor. Um, because another audition I had during quarantine was for a camp counselor, like playing softball and hula hooping and making ice necklaces and tennis and um I did play softball growing up we've talked about this before but mm-hmm. um so that was really fun but now that I, I've done that that my agents are like oh like you must really like being a camp counselor so we're just gonna like put you into different uh facets of that so uh catch me on a dating podcast and talking to kids for the rest of my life <laughs> I do <laughs> see that for you though like I could see you being able to put on that face for those auditions well thank you I think that's a compliment yeah. I'll take it I'll take yeah it, it is it's, it's, you're just cheerful and yeah that's a good thing yeah I like kids I like dinosaurs I like softball I don't really know how to talk to kids oh really I have trouble with I talk to them like they're adults like I'm like oh did you oh. do your taxes yet and they're like I'm 12. <laughs> I don't have a lot of interaction with kids. I'd like not a lot of my friends have kids or anything, but there's this kid on the roof. I don't think he lives in my building, but he comes up to the roof with like his, I think his uncle lives here and we've been doing like swimming races. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's beaten me most times, but uh, yeah. Well, it was really funny. He beat me once and like my friend was like, 
oh, but you weren't like going full speed on that race. Like you were like, letting <laughs> and I was like, I was going like 110%. Like. <laughs> That's what well, it's been doing. going on with you. What's been going on? Yeah, I've been doing that up at the pool, hanging out with my neighbors a lot, getting a, getting a little close to them. Um, oh, good. You can be on that show, like, Neighbors and Friends on MTV. I think we all really should have our own show, me and the neighbors. There's a lot of drama involved in us. Um, oh, let's hear it. They've kept quarantine interesting. Um, me and the one guy have gotten a little closer than the rest of the group and wow chloe met somebody in quarantine not on a dating app good for you well he's not any better than anyone (laughs) much worse yeah he just i mean we all have fun and like we get drunk but like when he drinks it just like he takes it to a whole other level Mm. like some anger issues that have been is he younger no he's 34 oh (laughs) Like, come on. Like, he sucks. Like, <laughs> you thought you were going to be like, he's in college. Oh, no. No. This is college behavior for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was feeling a little weird because we've been hooking up. And quite frankly, like, I don't think a lot of our morals align just from things that he said, he said to me, things he said to my friend. To just give you a synopsis of how bad he is, I was telling him about our narcissist episode. Um, that came out last week and I read the letter and he was like oh that letter sounds like it's about me like the person that that girl was dating that's his yeah that's how he is so okay but yeah I was kind of feeling weird you know I don't see this guy as like boyfriend or definitely not marriage potential um but it was like feeling a little weird that I kind of let him keep creeping back into my life and hooking up with someone who's like clearly not the greatest human being and yeah. then like, coming on here and like giving dating advice like it felt like very like fraudulent mm-hmm. um but I don't know it was just you know I'm in quarantine and it's weird and it's lonely and I don't usually allow this type of behavior and I'm not gonna allow it anymore but I think it was just a reminder that I'm human and I'm still learning and making mistakes and if you're hooking up with someone who's trash in quarantine don't beat yourself up that's cool just yeah <laughs> weird time we're all feeling really weird emotions so right yeah yeah and I think that's important coming from you because you know you're somebody who has studied this field Mm -hmm. and um yeah like you can be in a position where you can give unbiased great advice and still be making some of those mistakes yourself Mm -hmm. like I think that it's important to acknowledge that we're all works in progress and um perfection impedes progress Um, and I think that's really important to keep in mind because I think sometimes we all obsess over, um, especially on this podcast, like you want to come off your best self and Mm -hmm. you want to really help people and give the best advice you can, but that doesn't mean that you're also required to be perfect because sometimes we learn the most from the people who aren't perfect and are still making those same mistakes. But the most important thing is that, you know, you wake up every day and you're trying to be the best version of yourself. But speaking of someone who has had some pretty shitty dating experiences and some yeah, for the very some pretty, least, some pretty shitty men, but she speaks yeah. really eloquently to it and kind of like normalizes, you know, like what a lot of girls are going through. And yeah, she's an actress and comedian and writer for Comedy Central and has a show on Snapchat called Get Money. So let's say hello to Hannah Dickinson. So we are here with Hannah Dickinson, who is a 
comedian, actress, and writer for Comedy Central. And we both went to USC. And we did not cross paths while we were there, but my big Devin um, told me to reach out to Hannah basically for mentoring. And Hannah was super nice and mentored me with my uh, own acting career. And now she is being super nice and coming on the podcast. I feel like I'm the worst mentor ever. I've had time, <laughs> like I say, like I'm just like so bad. I like don't know how to give advice to anyone. Anyway, no, you sure. gave me great yeah. advice. Actually, the best advice you gave me was that. Um, the people who succeed stick with it. Like you just don't give up on it because you were like at a certain point, it's not just talent that's important. It's like how persistent you're going to be with continuing on. Totally. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's true. Like I feel like, like now I've been doing it. I graduated six years ago, which is like, holy shit. Um, and I've seen so many people drop out. And even like kids who like studied theater in college and NYU kids I know who went to Tisch and like were so serious about acting already quit. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like just not for everyone. You realize this industry is such bullshit and you have to deal with so much and um, it's terrible, but I do think that is key. <laughs> and like, yeah, this person's really good, but they're lazy, so <laughs> it'll yeah. be okay. No, a lot of and not that everyone's competition it's not like that I used to look at it like that like everyone was my competition I think that's really negative too and now it's like there's so many now that you can do everything on your own it's like you can there's at least a lot of room now but. that's what like Lauren and I were noticing like a lot of people that we've had on the podcast like we see them like liking each other's social media posts and stuff like that and I feel like in the comedy world I feel like people are pretty open like there's kind of a space for everyone yeah, and also people just, like, like to help each other. So if you're, like, a nice person, someone's going to want to help you. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a, I don't know, especially with stand-up, it's, like, you get up there and you bomb for, like, 10 minutes. It's, like, you don't want to get – it's just – it's already so painful that, like, it's nice when there are nice people and who are cool and supportive and you have friends. And, like, even when I started, like, doing open mics and stuff, like, my roommate would come with me and she'd be like, all right, I'll come be your support system, and, uh, yeah, so then I made friends, and, uh, she was like, all right, I'm not coming to that shit anymore, and I was like, it's fine, (laughs) it's so hard in the beginning, because I was, like, it felt like going to USC and then, like, pursuing a creative career was, like, such a shit on my parents thing to do, because they had just, like, paid for me to go to college, so I was, like, I can't ask them now to, like, pay for me to be a performer, it felt, I was, like, so nervous, and, um, you know, my brother, like, owns a business, and, like, owns a house, and so I was just, like, fuck, I really need to get, it was just, like, a decision, like, what do I do, um, and I ended up being an assistant while I did all that when I graduated, but, um, yeah, it was, I wanted to make sure that performing was something I really wanted to do, but that's the thing with all this shit, it's, like, my brother used to make fun of me so much, like, he'd always just be, like, like, call me a loser and stuff, like, jokingly, but, like, essentially, that's what he would call me, and then now that I, like, actually work at Comedy Central, and, like, his friends will sometimes, like, send him my videos or, like, some random shit, and he's, like, he thinks it's really cool now, but, like, for, Uh for, like, four years, he just, like, shat on me, and I would be, like, okay, like, I, I know, and I would feel, like, a loser all the time, and, like, even now, I'm, like, I still, you know, I want the next thing or like, I'm always like, fuck, like I don't have a house. Like, you know, like I I don't have a TV show or like, I don't have a, 
my own special on Netflix. Like, I mean, I love Taylor Tomlinson and she's always been super sweet and she's 25 and has a Netflix special. She went to coffee with me and I was just like, how did you become so good? <laughs> like, why, how are you so good at stand-up? And she was just like, yeah, like she had her own insecurities. She's like, but you went to college. And I was like, so? Mm -hmm. Like now I just like, I feel delayed because I went to college. It's interesting that like, no matter like where you are, you're always gonna have that insecurity of like, am I doing the right thing? Is this right? Cause I, you know, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm like, fuck, like I'm 28. Am I never gonna get married? And I'm just gonna talk about my pussy for 50 years and then just like <laughs> die on the stage in fucking St. Louis funny bone if I'm lucky. <laughs> um but I do feel like yeah it's like a weird insecurity of like you can always compare yourself to whoever yeah and like and that luxury of like knowing what you want to do like super early on which I feel like I didn't have like I just moved out to LA last year I'm doing like this comedy stuff and I feel like so behind the game but it's like at least I'm doing it you know like it's I don't know like I could still just like not be pursuing this yeah I think it's Totally. And like when I graduated, I felt like such a loser because I was like working as a personal assistant and I wasn't making a lot of money. I was so insecure about it because all my friends had like these jobs that seemed like they were entry level positions. And I'm like, oh my God, they like wear suits, you know, like I was like so intimidated. And then a lot of them quit. And then a lot of them went back to grad school or like w decided to do something else or like now like decided they wanted to pursue acting or whatever and and so it's just like in that I remember at 22 being like holy shit like what am I doing all my friends are like so successful when really they were making like $50,000 a year in an entry-level position which is good money but I'm just saying like it's then they switched their jobs or like had to go back yeah. to school and had to take money from their parents then so there's always gonna be a point where like someone's switching or going through something and it's just like I don't know I'm still like what the fuck am I doing especially with this pandemic I'm like what am I doing yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask you because I know you had that show Get Money and mm -hmm. um that happened like right in the beginning of the pandemic, right? When that was released. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. just curious about the whole experience, yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean it's a Snapchat show. Um and it yeah, it was planning that was always gonna be the release date, but then the pandemic happened and then this variety article came out and this guy wrote like this like really rude article about how he didn't even watch the show. He was just like what an awkward time for a show about a gig economy to come out because everyone's losing their job. And I was like, why would you write that? You're supposed to be yeah. helping promote the show. And then my <laughs> boss, like no one who's watching Snapchat reads variety. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it did fine. Like, I don't know. Snapchat's so weird in the way they like show their, it was on the front page for like a day. And I think I got, like a couple thousand followers from that but not really but I also had like a bunch of like seniors in high school dudes who with like lacrosse photos dm me that I'm the least funny bitch in the world and I was like why wow. are these high schoolers just like bullying me I felt like I was back in high school I'm like oh a bunch of lacrosse players don't want to fuck me like am I 18 and I was like cool so I had to like block a bunch of high school seniors who were like fully harassing me and I'm like in my parents basement like fighting with high school senior boys and I'm like what am I doing like this is so dumb <laughs> do you ever feel like I mean we talk about this because like I'm dating and Lauren isn't right now obviously but like I was just telling her about some guy that I'm hooking up with now and how he's like a piece of shit and I'm like I don't even like want to give him airtime though like it's like I don't know like when you're like telling these like stories about guys like do you ever like feel like kind of vulnerable talking about them or like are you worried about it like getting back to them at all no 
<laughs> I see, this, so is the, this is the energy I need. I, I think you need to hear this, Chloe, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if it's, like, sometimes if I'm really, I've only been, like, really hurt by one guy, but we were also, like, best friends for five years, and, um, it was, like, a whole thing, and, and he's a comedian, and, like, now he's doing really well, so that hurts more, because I'm, like, mm. like, you know, like, he, yeah. it's just, like, things are going so well for him that it just, like, bums, that bums me out, because I have to see his fucking face everywhere, but, but it always looks better online than it is in person, don't you yeah, think? I mean, he's a fucking mess, but, uh, he has so many issues, but when you get a good bit about someone, I feel like it helps, you know, it sucks to talk about a guy who, like, did you wrong, and then it bombs, because you're like, fuck, yeah. he's winning, but I feel <laughs> like it's, like, nice to be able to talk about it, and, and for me, like, how, how old are you? I'm 29. 29, yeah, I'm 28. I feel like it's, like, when I first started stand-up talking about it, like, five years ago, or I think I just, like, thought of guys differently like now I'm just like so fucking over like the bullshit that I just like I don't care I'm just like you guys are all useless yeah like it's it's I feel like I've I've dated I've dated a lot and it's like the patterns are pretty similar and so it's like every guy just like sucks it's so true though like I know I'm getting like so jaded I feel like it's like coming through on the podcast I mean yeah I mean dating in LA is like a nightmare oh yeah for yeah sure. tell us about the differences between dating in LA and New York yeah and how I mean, we're both pretty bad but I yeah. feel like so I was like a very bad um drunk in LA I don't know I didn't really I feel like I didn't even really date that much in LA and then when I got to New York I was I didn't really have that many friends so I was like kind of trying to date a lot and it's but I like dating in New York better just because it's like finance dudes and like or like guys with real jobs I like dating in New York better but also like I'm trying to not drink and like I was trying to get sober for a while so I felt like that I wasn't really dating that much because I was like trying not to drink and like it's hard Uh to be sober on dates I don't know drinking for me has just like never really been a good combo like Uh I feel like uh it's it's not always but it it always leads to like something that's not good or like anytime Mm. something bad has happened it's because I've been drinking and um yeah I was drinking at the beginning of quarantine and then um something happened and I was just like all right I can't I can't drink anymore like I just like I can't um and not even that much like I, I was trying to be careful and stuff but I don't know. I, I can't say I'm, like, totally sober because I'll still, like, smoke weed and um, take mushrooms or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't um, – I'm trying – I'm really trying to stay away from alcohol just because it's always just, like – it's just kind yeah. of a bad combo. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you do for dates, then, if you went to New York? You'd do, like, walks in the park or, like – No, I dining? wouldn't tell, like – I wouldn't tell guys I didn't drink because I felt like that was, like, awkward to be uh-huh. like, hey, I don't drink because I wouldn't want guys to be like, can I not drink? Mm. I don't care if other people drink like I and I also don't want to make people feel like they can't like it's not yeah like I'm like sniff alcohol and I'm like I need it I'm like it's like once I start I can't stop so it's like just better (laughs) um if I don't and then so I'll just like go to a bar and then I'll like one time this guy was like wait like why did we come to a bar and I was like because I don't care like we're just talking and he's like okay and then he's like do you want to get food and I was like no I ate it's also like 9 p.m like I don't <laughs> want dinner 
and he was like, oh, I'm gonna get dinner. So he, like, ate, like, clam chowder and, like, had, like, four beers. At the bar? Yeah. And I had, wow. like, yeah, this guy sucked. Um, clam chowder, what a choice. And I still made out with him. Oh, <laughs> I was sober. Ew. Like, I have The issues. beer and the clam chowder? This guy, I ended up blocking because he would, like, <laughs> he was, like, so funny, but he was, like, so mentally slow, but, like, also so hot. It was, like, the weirdest combination of things, like... <laughs> He would, he would text me and then like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, cause we were going to go out again. Cause I thought it was like funny in the weirdest way. <laughs> I feel like I was laughing at him. And at one point he's like, I feel like you're laughing at me. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm like laughing with you. Uh, he was like, I'm not laughing. Um, but, but then he would like text me and we'd have plans. And then like 15 minutes before he'd bail and I'd be like, and then he would like call me randomly at like, I was like, what? I and then I was just like I'm just I was gonna tell him off and then I was like this is not worth telling a guy off no. I was just like we I just like to... blocked him so he would just not contact because then every time he contacted me I was like oh yeah this guy's pretty funny and then he'd bail and I was like I'm not in we're not in high school like I need yeah. to like <laughs> I feel like that's the weirdest part of dating like guys are like so weird about making plans and it's like such a game and I'm like aren't we like old like I feel <laughs> like I'm just like tired of and also I have a pretty like busy schedule. So yeah. I'm not trying to like text and be like, Hey, what's up for like five days. I'll like call yeah. a guy and be like, Hey, do you want to hang out? And they're like, Whoa, a phone call. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not trying to like text and I'm bad at texting. I don't like texting. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I hate being like, Hey, what's up? What are you up to? Like yeah. I actually don't care what you're up to right now. I also just like talking about the point of like giving up on dating. I don't try to like dissect the behavior anymore. Like as I used to, like you, how you're saying like, oh, it's the game. I'm like, I'm not going to try to figure out what this game is. Like you're just being a fucking idiot. Like I'm not like going to sit and talk to my girlfriends. Oh, he did this or he did that. I'm like, I don't get, you're being fucking weird. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I got, um, after like this guy, like burned me pretty hard. Like my friend, um, cause we were just like, ta like he, I've always liked him and he like knew and like, you know, it was just like, it never really worked out. And then like, we had a huge fight and then the beginning of quarantine, we were like talking every day and this like, he got like, he would like send me get, he like sent me a book. It was like very weird and like romantic. And then he came on my podcast cause I started one in quarantine. And then, um, he like dropped he had like a 19 year old girlfriend and I was like you asked me to like bend over and send you my asshole like what do you mean you have a 19 year old girlfriend and he, was and he getting, said it on the podcast yes he, he was like so did you I'm respond talking, to it on the podcast I want to know what that response was yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like well he was like oh I'm kind of talking to this girl who like won't let me call her my girlfriend I was like are you talking about me because I was like we've been talking three hours a day like <laughs> He, like, cried to me about his fucking parents' divorce, like, had me send him all these photos, like, it was just, like, a mess, and, like, he was, like, no, and I was, like, what, and I knew he was talking to this 19-year-old at the beginning of quarantine, but, like, I asked him if he was still talking to her, and he told me no, so, like, on the podcast, he drops this, and, like, my tone, like, shifts, and I'm, like, we, like, keep going, because I'm, like, okay, like, I'm not gonna, like, cry on this thing <laughs> but we were doing separate audio so I wasn't recording his audio he was recording it and then I was recording on like a zoom thing so it sounded better and then we got off the phone and I was just like I fucking hate you like yeah. I can't believe you're doing this like and of course like he had all these excuses and I was just like I was just like cut the fucking shit like it's not an excuse anymore like just look at your behavior it's fucking bad 
I was like, can you send me that audio? Cause I'm still going to put this out to show what piece of shit you are. And then I'll uh, put that right in the trash. <laughs> you don't even get a podcast episode now. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah, he didn't send it to me. And then he ended up <gasps> telling me. He didn't me, send it to you? No. And then he ended up telling me cause I didn't speak to him for like four months. And then we just spoke like a few weeks ago. Cause I had to call, I had to call about this one thing and it had nothing. It was like a separate thing that anyway, I had to call him about something and, um, he was like, yeah, I was going to send you it, but I listened to it and I just sounded like such an asshole. I like couldn't send it to you. And I was like, I mean, the fact that you like, I was like, it's actually uh, amazing that you're, well, that's the first time you've been honest about yeah. your own shitty behavior. So it's fine. Like, I also don't know if I'd put that out. Like, yeah. it was like pretty bad and like <laughs> upsetting. Yeah. So yeah but it was so even like in the moment when we were fighting he was like having all these excuses and I was like cut the fucking shit and he was like I was like don't blame this don't blame that and he was like oh fuck he was like I was gonna blame those things and then actually talking four months later he was like yeah like I'm sorry and like I knew what I did was not good and but it was like it took four months and me calling him about a completely separate issue that needed to be resolved um for him to even bring that up and be like sorry but it was like a sorry. And I was like, I, I can't even no. process that. But guys, I just feel like don't want to, it's like, rather than be like, I'm sorry, that was shitty behavior. They're just like, they just like retreat. Mm-hmm. It's like easier to not deal with. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. Well, we talk about the, this a lot on the podcast and like getting back with your ex and stuff and like how girls kind of like romanticize that. But the girl that we had on um, recently, her name's Sabrina. And she was just like, guys don't see it that way they're like that happened and I'm gonna bury that and she's seen parts of me that I didn't want her to see and now I don't want to talk to her anymore like they just like and like that guy with you like he was totally using you as like an emotional crutch while he was like banging this 19 year old like fuck off dude yeah and it's crazy because we were like truly like best friends like he like was he like drove me to the airport when I moved to New York from LA like we were just like I went to Miami for his birthday like we were like tight and then like I was just like, I like can't even believe you're trying to like justify this as like a, f- even like, it's one thing if I was like some nothing girl, but I'm also supposedly like your best friend. Like, what the right. fuck are you doing? I don't know. It was kind of up to me at that point to be like, I have to end this. Cause, and then he said to me like, why do you keep coming back? And that's what he said. And I was like, oh my God. Cause he had like pulled this shit on me so many times. And I was like, why do I keep coming? I was like, <laughs> I you're because last time I was like you we can't speak because he like pulled the same shit he like called me within two months was like I can't we have to be friends like I cannot talk to you and then now I mean I haven't heard from him because I was like I will fucking murder your future wife and her fucking kids like I was so pissed off I was like I will cut you into little pieces and he was like okay like so I haven't heard and then I ended up calling him and I was like this is not about a friendship I need your help with this one thing and that's it then he like brought up the other shit I was like I don't know so is he Uh, still with the 19 year old no, he's not. I actually listened of to his podcast because I was like, Oh, curious. it didn't work out. I'm so surprised. He's talking. <laughs> well, he was like talking about this girl on his podcast and he was like, Yeah, like she like he doesn't he first of all, he doesn't say her age, of course, on the podcast. And he was like, Yeah, like she did this first of all, we've been fighting. I'm like, Yeah, she's nineteen, you're thirty one, uh thirty two, maybe. I was like, obviously, you're her dad, so obviously you're gonna get in arguments <laughs> with your father and uh she was like and then we're finally like kind of getting along and then she spits water in my face and I'm like who the fuck thinks that's funny like she was like laughing like ha I'm like a 19 year old would find that hilarious I'm spitting water in your face you fucking idiot (laughs) 
was like, who finds that funny? Like, that's so immature. It's like, she's 19 years old. You're so immature, you fucking idiot. Oh but that I'm listening to his podcast, like, trying to get the scoop on his fucking... Like, <laughs> <Taking> notes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the Chris D'Elia shit came out, like, right around when I called him about him, like, dating underage girls. Yeah. And so I was like... So did the Crystalia thing make you sweat a little bit since you're kind of right on the edge? And he was like, oh, he was like, first of all, she's 21. And I'm like, you're no, she's, I remember you saying she was 19. She turned two years old. I mean, this quarantine has been <laughs> long, but it hasn't been two years. Nice try. Nice try to save. So I will get into the letter. Dear damsels, when the pandemic hit, I decided to go home to my parents in a small town as I was living in NYC. Your parents can only be entertaining for so long. So naturally, I decided to hit up the apps. Much to my amazement, my former crush was one of the people I matched with on the app. We started seeing each other and things have gotten pretty intense since. I'm not sure if how I'm feeling is because I'm so bored of my parents or if this actually has potential. Also, I'm not sure if this guy is someone that I'm actually interested in or if I'm just seeing him because I want to feel like I have someone during these times. Plus, he lives with his mom and never left our hometown. I'm not sure how he fit in with my friends back in NYC. Does this have potential or am I just using him to have someone? Sincerely, is it love or lame? <laughs> I feel like that whole letter just says that she does not like him. <laughs> She's just bored in quarantine. I mean, I started hooking up with my neighbor, whatever, we'll just go into it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit about him at first. And then like one night, like my quarantine brain was like, this guy can get it. And I don't think if I was in quarantine, he'd be getting it right now. <laughs> but Hannah, you've had some experiences at home now with run it did you well you wanted to run into your crush you were saying yeah he's engaged and they like live in a house my friend and i were like at dinner we're like should we drive by his new house (laughs) (laughs) used to be neighbors with him so as a joke like in high school they would drive down his cul-de-sac as like to be like what hannah we're gonna drive by his house we're gonna be like and i'd be in the backseat like don't do it don't do it one time we got caught it was like crazy it was so so my friend and I were going to look go drive by his house, but we didn't. Um, I don't know. This sounds really, if you don't think he, your friends would like him, you're asking if you're just, if you're asking if you're just bored, you're definitely just bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that's fine. Just like, don't get feelings, you know, just really. It doesn't sound like she has many of them for this guy. <laughs> but that's hard when you're like in your hometown and you don't have a lot of options. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't think it's the worst that he's living with his mom because aren't we all kind of living uh with our parents right now but I think he's living with his mom like living with his mom like I don't think it's a quarantine thing there's no way this guy's gonna go back to New York with her if he's never left his mom's house I feel like she doesn't like this guy maybe it's do you think she doesn't like him or is she insecure about liking him because like him being a loser but I feel like if you're insecure about it that means you don't like him that much do you know what I mean like it's Uh. like my friends date losers all the time and they will defend them to the end i'll be like this guy like is one time my friend was dating this guy and he was living at her apartment and not paying rent like he was just fully living with her and i was like is he paying rent she'd be like yeah and and then they broke up and she was like you know he wasn't even paying rent he broke up with her (laughs) in her bed while he was and she made him write a check of ten thousand dollars for all the months that he had like not paid rent she got the big room in their apartment so that they could live together and was paying the most money and he wasn't even paying her and she wouldn't tell people that and she was like she would like defend him till the end and then he broke up with her and she's like why didn't anyone tell me and i was like i told you every fucking day that's why we aren't (laughs) friends anymore because i would be like your boyfriend's a fuck because in college they dated and he would 
she was my roommate and he would come in and eat all our shit she would always make excuses for him he was like the biggest loser and then they broke up and she's like yeah he was a loser wasn't he and I'm like yeah he was living off of you he was technically homeless like he didn't pay he didn't pay rent he worked from home aka your apartment like he had a Dell computer which fine but like it's just like all these things and no offense if you have a doll, that's fine. I, that's rude. But I just like everything about him. He wore like full boxers, you know what I mean? With like shapes on them. And he was just like such a loser. And then she would never have said that though. Cause she was so madly in love with him. So it just sounds like she didn't like this guy. Yeah. I feel like trusting your friend's opinions is so important because they're giving you an unbiased perspective on the guy and no one ever wants to listen to their friends. Well, I stopped giving my friends advice, honestly, because. Oh, really? It's just, like, causes fights. Like, my friends, it does. Like, they'll, they'll tell me the shittiest things the guys do, and then I'm, like, I can't. I told my friend, I was, like, I can't hear about this anymore and then hang out with him because mm-hmm. she was, like, you're so rude to him. And I'm, like, because you told me he made you drive drunk. Like, I'm not going to be friends with this guy. Like, there are so many. This was a different guy with my friend, but, like, she's always on and off with him and always texting me when they're off. And I'm, like, I just am, like, I think you'll figure it out. Like, you'll do the right thing. Because I used to be like, yeah, dump his ass. But then when they get back together, I'm the bad guy. So I'm like, now I'm just like, I'm sure it'll work out. You'll pick the right thing. You'll do the right, make the right decision. Because either way, they're going to do what they want to do. That's like the worst kind of friend too. Because you know, when you're hearing from them, it's like only because they're in a bad spot with their boyfriend. And it's just like, you're just like so unloyal. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, I'll get a FaceTime from my one friend and I'm like, oh, you guys broke up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like just, you said, you can't like tell people that until they're ready to hear it. And I've been in those situations too, where I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine that like he does this. And I'd like all my friends were like, no, it's not. But they just, I wasn't ready to hear it, you know? Yeah. I mean, even with the, this guy with the 19 year old, my friends were like, Hannah, um, it like sucks, but he has done this to you for like two years. So and I was like, Shut yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear this logic. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, what's your point? Uh, yeah, and? <laughs> uh, he's my Mr. Big, he'll be back. Uh, but like, uh, I know. But no. that's why I think girls think it'll work out because of like Sex in the City. I'm like, no. I'm like, they're like, he's my Mr. Big, he's going to come back. And then they don't. And you're like, oh, fuck. But it's also like, I feel like there have been times in the past where it's like, I'm really like quick to talk shit too on like the guys that I'm dating just in gen- in general quick to talk shit on guys but like it's like I've talked shit on guys to my friends and they're like oh yeah we all hate him and I was like oh no wait we're getting back together really quick <laughs> like I don't know but I mean they all turned out shitty anyway in the very end but um yeah yeah it's I'm like trying not to yeah the last guy I dated I was dating a guy actually in Arlington <laughs> at home I was like sneaking <laughs> off to like date this guy and he turned out to be a total like he was like lying about a bunch of shit and just like he seemed like truly the nicest guy I've ever met and then um it ended like it was like a mask came off I was like holy fucking shit and that's when I was like I'm going back to New York I like cannot do this it's like scary Arlington guys suck too I mean suck everywhere but yeah. so you mean you didn't want to take him back to New York with you and have him meet all your friends <laughs> No, fun story. He gave me herpes. <gasps> oh, my God. He, like, lied. Like, I could technically sue his ass, and I told him that. Because he, like, lied about... Because, like, when we weren't... when he Like, one night we didn't have a condom, and I was like, who was the last... He was like, I just got tested. Like, I haven't been with anyone since you. But, like, I was really sick, and he was continuing to lie. And I was like, yeah. dude, like... That's and then I'm when saying. I when I was, he came out, and he had been sleeping with, like, 
all these girls and like during quarantine yes oh my god and he had to figure out which one it was and then like I was just like are you kidding me like I it makes you like like question your own judgment because like you said like he put on like such a mask and then you're like well what the fuck like not because there's obviously he obviously has mental issues but like it's like well what the fuck's wrong with me I didn't spot this earlier on like it sucks it sucks yeah. yeah, like, he said it was, like, before we were hanging out. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, sleeping with girls while we were hanging out, which I kind of believe, but I was just, like... And when I got sick, I was, like, are you sure you don't have anything? Like, and he was, like, I don't. Like, I don't. And then, like, had I caught it earlier, it wouldn't have been so bad. And, like, it was, like, such a bad outbreak. Like, I couldn't walk for a week. Like, it was, like, Oh, really my God. Bad. Oh and my he God. was, like, continuing to lie till the end. And then finally, I was, like, I'm getting tested. Didn't respond to my text. And then I call him after I got tested and he was answered immediately after one ring. And I was like, you fucking gave me herpes. And then he was like, are you sure? Like you didn't have it before? Like still lying, still fucking lying. And I go, I'm going to get my lawyer. And I was like, I know I didn't have it before. So I'm going to get a lawyer involved yes. unless you want to come clean right now. Yes. And then he was like, like, yeah. please don't sue me. like, I can't get sued. Like freaking out. Cause he knew he lied. And I have the text of him being like, I don't have anything. I got tested. Like fully lying to me and I was like had you been fucking honest like we wouldn't have had sex that night and I wouldn't be in this position but you fucking lied to me and I was like and now I have this for the rest of my fucking life and he's like well I have it too and I'm like cool dude like cool (laughs) and he's and then like he was like kind of showing symptoms before like everything about it like it was like I was like you are mentally insane Mm. and he like he's sleeping with all these other girls like he like and it's funny, though, because I love that you're, like, I'm getting a fucking lawyer. Like, yeah. if, if he was begging some, like, 19-year-old, would say he's begging a 19-year-old, too. Like, she'd be, like, oh, my God, like, freaking out and, like, not calling him out on his shit. Like, what an asshole. But, oh like, I, yeah, I just, like, knew he, I just knew I never, I didn't have it. Like, I, I knew for a fact. And so it was, like, I was so, I'm so fed up with dudes, like, trying to gaslight me and be, like, you're crazy. And I'm, like, yeah. 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 no bitch like I know right. I didn't like I, I know I didn't have it so yeah. you gave it to me and yeah. uh and then it, he was like oh and I could just tell like he started going more and more silent and I was like dude like I think I have something and I think you gave it to me and he was like like his text like because he was texting me all the time every day and then like as soon as I got sick it was like oh fuck 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 and I was like this fucking bitch it has is such a fucking liar god it's dude. nice of you to not sue I mean, honestly, it's like, do I really want to go to court about, like, no. <laughs> do I really want to say, like, do I really want to go through this process of, like, hiring a lawyer for my fucking herpes or, like, just take a pill? <laughs> and it's like, a lot of people, I want to say this for people, because I, like, did not know what, like, I've never had an STD, like, and I was, like, so insecure about it. But the truth is, it's, like, one of those things that you get it and you can get it during an outbreak. So he was fully having an outbreak, by the way. Like, he was just lying. Like, I know a girl who lost her virginity, and the guy gave her herpes, and um, he lied to her again. Like, the guys are just fucking liars. And yeah. um, he was supposed to play for the Lakers. He had, like, a contract with the Lakers, and she sued him, and the Lakers dropped him because it's, like... Wow. Yeah, because it's a crime. It's, you, yeah. it's a crime to give someone a disease that they're going to have for the rest of their life, knowingly. I don't know. I feel like there's such a stigma around it, and, like, personally, yeah. when I got it, I was, like, so depressed, and I, like... I don't know if this is too dark, but, like, I, like, thought about killing myself. I was, like, this is, like, so depressing. And then, like, the more you read into it and, like, the more friends I talk to, like, 
so many people have it and they like yeah. don't want to tell people because they're so embarrassed by it and like it affects like they're like Hannah I have it like don't kill yourself and I'm like you yeah. have it and they're like yeah I just don't tell people and I'm like yeah. that's the problem with this disease is like no one wants yeah. to like say they have it because it like makes you feel like such a, like a slut or like such a mm-hmm. like whatever but it's like truly one in three people have it I, I went yeah. to the fucking doctor to get tested and I didn't sleep the night before because I was looking at vaginas all night <laughs> and I was wearing a t-shirt that said side bitch that I got in Miami and I just like went to the doctor like not changing my clothes because I just like got out of bed and went and so I get diagnosed with herpes wearing a shirt that says side bitch and the doctor like looked at me and I'm like crying in this side bitch t-shirt and she was like I was like crying and she was like it's not that big of a deal like a lot of people have it and it's like pretty manageable and like you may never get an outbreak again and you can't give it to someone unless you're having an outbreak so like it's really like she's like and a lot of people have it and I'm like okay and then I like went to pick up my prescription at CVS and he's like do you have any questions about your prescription I was like yeah how many people came this week to pick this up he's like I obviously cannot tell you that (laughs) (laughs) well whatever um but yeah then like I've had like two friends text me now being like yo this bitch just hit me up and told me she has herpes and I had sex with her like do you think I have it and I was like I'm not like a herpes person now. Like I'm not like the face of herpes. I just like, like a hotline. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's like calling me because I've been like honest about it. Like my like I've just been like, yeah, I fucking have this thing now. But like I'm also I I, I for like two weeks was like, do I just not talk about it in stand-up? Or like will I talk about it in stand-up? Will I talk about mm-hmm. it on my podcast? And then I was like, I'm just gonna fucking talk about it because I felt like so low that like, I just like, if someone has it, they shouldn't feel, I mean, I, I, it still like bothers me that I have it, you know? And like, I'm still pissed, but like, it's interesting. Like when I call a bunch of friends, like, fuck. Cause ever, I told all my friends I had COVID cause the sign, the, the symptoms are the same cause it's like a virus. So I had like a fever, yeah. like I, I got tested for COVID. <laughs> like, like a did you distance lady. from your parents? Like yeah, how did you look like about my, that? Yeah, yeah, I was like in the basement. And I was feeling really guilty because I was, like, kind of seeing this guy. So I was, like, oh, my God, what if he – and he's, like, I don't have – you know, he's, like, kind of, like, ghosting me. Yeah, it was when um, I started calling friends and everyone's like, yeah, everyone has that. And so mm-hmm. now it's, like – it's, like, such a stigma and such a joke, like, such a punchline of, like, ew, they have herpes. And it's, like, yeah, it is gross. Like, I'm not going to lie. It fucking hurts. Um, but also so many people have it that I feel, like – I'm just honest about it yeah Um, like normalize it too but yeah that's what like my friend said like it's like there's so many different strains and stuff that I don't even know that it's included in the regular tat like I went to this guy gynecologist once which was a mistake I was like oh he's a guy gynecologist he'll be extra nice and he wasn't he was like sarcastic and weird and I was like never doing this again but um, he was like, yeah, are you sure you want to test, test, like get a test for herpes? Because if I tell you you have it, like I have to give you the medicine and you might not even be like presenting symptoms. Like it's super common. Like a lot of people have it. No, no, it's true because yeah. uh, herpes, it's like such a psychological like mind fuck and mm-hmm. like people get so depressed and like, like I talked to my therapist and she was like, Hannah, like I've been doing this for 30 years. Like a lot of people get into therapy because they get herpes. Like 90% of my clients have had it. Like it's like really the psychological like mind fuck it does to you mm-hmm. is so when you get blood, you have to, if you're not having an outbreak, you can't spread it. And it could be dormant your whole life and you could have it and it never affects you. So wow. they don't want to chase a positive because so many people have it. They're like, mm. We're chasing a positive and it will do so much mental damage that there's no point of telling someone they have herpes if they don't have an outbreak. 
mm-hmm. because they can't pass it along. And so you could have it and then not have symptoms and then randomly have an outbreak because of stress. Like that's happened to a bunch of my friends. Mm-hmm. And then they never get it again. So it's like, if you're chasing a positive, like the shit it will do to your mind. And then you have to tell people. And then it's like, you may never show symptoms. So it's like, you can't even give it to anyone. And then you're like living with this, oh my God, I have herpes. When it's like, not really. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm doing the thing where I take medication every day just because like my outbreak, because I caught it so late, it was so bad. I'm like worried it'll come back a lot. And I'm like kind of a stressed person. So I'm just like, I do not want to. And apparently the first is the worst, but I think my roommate in college, actually her boyfriend had like a cold sore and then like, yeah, then she referred to it as herpes. And I was like, whoa, excuse me. Like that's a cold sore. And she's like, no, that's like a strain of herpes. And I was like, that's when I first like started to realize like, oh, that that's not a big deal. Like, yeah. And then if a guy goes down on you and he has a cold sore, like you can get, you can get the, the strain of cold sores on your vagina and it (laughs) wouldn't be that strain, but you'd still have herpes on your vagina. Yeah. So it's like people, and that's what, before I got herpes, I was like, oh, fuck, do I have herpes? Every time I went to this one gynecologist and he was like, no, stop. Like, and he was like, also, it's not that big of a deal if you do. Like, you need to stop coming in here and being like, do I have herpes? Like, <laughs> people in here have herpes. You can't be in the waiting room. Like, I think I have herpes. Like, <laughs> He's like, oh, Tana again. Wasn't she just in here yeah. on Tuesday? <laughs> He's like, Are you, like, why do you think you have herpes? And I'm like, I don't know. I sound a suspect toilet seat. I don't know. And he's like, stop. Like, you need to relax. And he he's was like, like low-key your therapist, too. He's yeah, like, he's like, like stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was talking to a comic about it who has it. And his, he, like, married to another comic. And she texted me, too, because, like, I had said it in, like, a meeting. And um, they, like, both texted me. And they're like, he was like, hey, I've had it. And, like, he's been married to his wife for, like, three years. And he was like, we have unprotected sex all the time. Like, she doesn't have it. Like, you just have to be careful and, like, know when you're having an outbreak or, like, you know, you have to take precautions. But, like, it's not – he was, like, it's not – I've never given it to her. And he's, like, and I've had – he's, like, I get, like, two outbreaks a year. Like, it's, like, you figure it out and, like, it's fine. And also, if you get it, you don't die. Like, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Like, when I told my mom, she's like, your grandmother had herpes. I was like, oh, like, I don't even know. <laughs> well she had mouth herpes and uh which sounds better be like it's better i'm like i i don't know because then it's like she had the good like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's like type one it. type two diabetes like every <laughs> disease like bipolarness has type one type two because <laughs> this one's directly related to sex people are like oh that person's so fucking gross when it's like everyone likes to have sex and no guy likes to use condoms so like yeah <laughs> bitches are gonna get this shit and like yeah. i wish i, I like totally wish that I had like of course I I would go back and change it but I mean what would you change he was lying to you there's nothing yeah you there's nothing done. you could have done <laughs> trusting a man yeah that's true. Yeah, well we that all wish we could go back and skip that however <laughs> here we are yeah it's so crazy because it's like it felt like uh he was like so nice you know like went mm-hmm. home and like like the first time we met like went home watched all my stand-up and was like wow you're like just like so all this shit and like mm-hmm you know, texting me every day, was like, we we're gonna go to Great Falls, like, all this shit, like, had all these plans, and then, um, and then I was just like, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> he was like, well, now that we both have it, I was like, no, 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 no. Now you see why he was, like, overcompensating. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you no. just told me from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. People are fucking, but I think guys, I don't know, my friend was like, just don't tell certain guys. I was like, are you? No. <laughs> that's 
I mean, Robin Williams got sued for lost a million dollars because he gave a waitress a the improv herpes. I was like Googling celebrities with herpes because I feel like that's <laughs> Derek Jeter gave like everyone herpes, like like just oh, Alba, Scarlett Johansson, like all these people. And like yeah. there's a dating website for people with herpes that my friend sent me. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not ready to sign up for that. Also, you have to pay $15 a month. I was like, that's discrimination. Like why is it there's you have to pay $15 to like I just oh like also God. like everyone should probably just be on it because we all probably have it at this point so like really yeah. it is kind of like hpv in a way that like you kind of always just like have it and then i mean my friend had to get like surgery from her hpv because it led to like like cysts and stuff so like that is that seems worse to me but also, men don't show signs of HPV, so it feels like less of an issue for like, cause guys are like, well, I'll just be a carrier and just give it to some other bitch, you know? Like they don't. They're care always they getting off easy on everything. Yeah, HPV is one of those things. I don't know if guys show symptoms or can get or get tested for it. Really, maybe. I don't think they show. Oh, they can't even get tested for it. I don't know. That um, I, I'm not sure, but I feel like guys, it's like, so it's just more for women. So. Yeah. But I feel like HPV is like, yeah, it feels, I got that shot when I was younger. I remember my mom like made me do it. And I was like, I'm thinking back, I'm like, did she just know I was going to be a whore or what? Like, <laughs> That's what I thought too. I yeah. was like, why do I have to get this? I'm going to be a virgin until I'm married. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Say that now. And now I'm like, tell her of her page. She's like, told you, bitch. <laughs> She's like, why, why do you think I got you maxed up? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's gonna be my, uh, that's gonna be my celebrity if I ever become famous enough. Uh, that's gonna be my charity fund is for herpes. I want all children circle. to be vac- get vac- vaccinated for herpes. That's <laughs> <laughs> Like a, yeah, herpes dinner. <laughs> yeah, like, banquet. All red food. You have like themed dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah I've yeah I think that I've heard like the the peak shittiness of men and then I hear this shit and I'm like no we still have a long way to go he was like please don't use my full name in your stand-up and I was like I legally can't but like you bet your ass George C in Arlington like (laughs) he has herpes do not sleep with that guy well Hannah you've been awesome yeah Um, thanks for having me do you want to plug um yeah I guess my handle's uh at Hans Dickey h-a-n-s-d-i-c-k-i-e yeah that a snapchat show called get money you have to search it now i think yeah and you can find me at uh planned parenthood getting medication apparently <laughs> so that's where you can find me in the next planned parenthood commercial coming soon <laughs> yeah you might recognize me uh picking up valtrex at cvs <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much yeah thanks for having yeah. me okay is she not the most funny She's so funny. That is like my brand of humor. She was amazing. Cool. Is there anything else you want to say? I am all good. Just thank you for listening. I think we're all talked out, but uh, Hannah was amazing. And you guys should definitely check her out. She, her stuff is beyond funny. It's brilliant. Yes. And yeah, until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.